When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What is the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn, and we're here celebrating a Panthers W. We've extended the streak from three to four, and we want more. Yes, the Panthers win 37-26 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in London from the Vivid Seat Studios. And I'm here to chop it up with the best Panther fans on the internet, starting with Cody Lashney. How you doing, my friend? Tony Dunn, I'm chilling here with my big cousin Jeff. The chat room is already lit. We went across the pond and put a spanking on that Tampa Bay team. I'm loving it. The chat room is already lit. Michael Jones, Matt Volk, Susan Dean's already with the love bomb. Ten Tizzy, Underground West, Ken D. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, Tony. Let's roll. Chef Jeff, what's up, my brother? What's going on, Tony? Man, glad to have you here in the post game. I know you're excited. Oh, definitely, definitely. Great game today. Uh, definitely felt like a home game for the Panthers. A uh, lot of lot of Panther blue out there in that stadium in London today. It was a little louder than almost dang Bank of America. I feel like Greg, the Bat Daddy, in the house. How's it going, my man? I'm doing great, man. We are uh, undefeated internationally, and we are possibly going to be in tie for first place in the division after today so i'm doing fantastic all right like cody said thank you to all the supporters in the chat room from susan uh the den mama in the house to ken d to underground west we appreciate it ten tizzy my man how you doing it today guys and look the panthers we have a dominate it was a really a dominating performance we're going to get into that and your cat calls the numbers 252-228-5098 go ahead and subscribe to the c3 panthers podcast on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and also give us a thumbs up or a rating tell a friend about the show so we can continue to grow panther nation just like you saw them grow across grow international today in their first game guys we go to london you never know what you're going to get how a team responds to the travel to the to the environment but the carolina panther fans via the Roaring Riot really showed up. And I know a lot of Panther fans went with uh, on their own as well. Panther fans travel, brother, and they got loud on the road, guys. You could hear it. Do you think that, I mean, don't you think that the sound that you heard on the television was representative of the Panthers showing today on the road? 
I mean, yeah, I think so. Uh, Jeff and I noticed it a few times, man. Uh, David mentioned it on the broadcast. Uh, the, you know, uh, you can definitely hear the keep pounding chance. Luke, every time Luke made a tackle, I mean, you can definitely hear it. The the crowd came out in droves. Shout out to the Roaring Riot, man, because they brought a bunch of people over there. Um, I've seen the pictures. I follow all those guys on Twitter. Uh, yeah, dude, the Panther fans showed up. That was definitely – it was supposed to be a home game for Tampa. That's why both of the end zones said Buccaneers. But uh, no one told the London fans that. The fans showed up and showed out, man. That's two weeks in a row that uh, I'm proud of this fan base for being a loud, aggressive fan base, especially on defense. I tell you one thing, there was a lot to be loud and excited about. This defense was flying around. I kept thinking here, um, man, if Cam Newton was on this team right now, imagine how hyped he would be and you know when cam gets on those highs he starts rolling on that momentum the defense gives the ball back i was thinking oh my gosh i could just feel it i could feel how sick it was this panthers defense guys with the front seven is is super impressive we can we see it get better and better each week at the beginning of this game it came straight up the gut straight up the middle gerald mccoy gets two and a half sacks really three in my opinion you saw a Vernon Butler getting pushed. Don Terry Poe, the bouncer, that's what I call him, is my man. If he was not a football player, he would be a bouncer. These guys were just coming off the ball quick, and those linebackers uh, from Brian Burns to Bruce Irvin, they were firing on all cylinders. What do you guys really think about this defense right now? I don't know if I've seen anything like it before. It's the best defense in the league right now, I think. Me and Cody brought us up during the game. I mean, yeah. can't argue it. They just—they're making plays when they need to, and everybody on the D line is pushing their man back. Every, almost every single play. And to think about where without KK too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I have to say I don't know if I say necessarily the best, but we are definitely a top two or three defense. Uh, yeah. The only reason I wouldn't say the best is because we're not a good scoring defense. Even though we yeah. we have great stats and we hold the team well. We always still give up 24-plus points, which is, you know, the, the, in, in the end, you know, you can have all the defensive stats you want to, but if you're giving up 24 points, it changes the entire, you know, scheme of things up. So Yeah, and I, I said this to you guys uh, before we went live. Uh, Jeff and I kept on saying the, the, the pressure that we're getting on almost every snap is incredible. And I've said this for a while now that we're able to rotate <laughs> players how about Vernon Butler out of nowhere Bad. getting involved, getting two forced fumbles? One of them was recovered. Uh, it was on back-to-back plays. Uh, yeah. Gerald McCoy, listen, they gave him two and a half, but Gerald deserved three, man. They should have just gave him the three. You know that felt good against his old team. We had four interceptions on the day. I mean, listen, uh, you know, uh, minus uh, a few hiccups later on in the third quarter, and giving up some big plays, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But, you know, considering that we still don't have Dante Jackson out on the field, man, I'm just not going to be hard on this defense right now. They're doing everything well. They're firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm loving it, man. This defense is humming, boy. We're nasty. Where this defense, and I think where the medium between what Jeff has described and as the best defense, and you know, you've gotten those questions about the scoring. 
right in the middle where we're at, guys, I think, is that this defense is on a trajectory to become the best defense, right? Is that you have – what you have right now is the question marks are coming from the right areas, right? Is because if you can generate that that continued threat of the pass rush there and the guys in the back continue to play and gel together a little bit more and also just have some better games, right? Is that, look, is Eric Reed missed a couple of tackles today and he that's kind of typical Eric Reed to a certain degree. Like you said a couple of weeks ago, Greg, home run hitter of a type player um, or a strikeout at times. But I, I think this is it would be one thing if we were holding teams and our secondary is playing great, but we were really having to manufacture a pass rush. We've seen that from Panther teams in the past where the pass rush wasn't natural, where you think to 2017, I think, when Steve Wilkes was our defensive coordinator and we the only way we could get to the quarterback was to blitz. Right. You we can get to the quarterback by not blitzing anybody, by blitzing everybody. I mean, that's the the impressive part. And I think that that's a core right there that you can build from. And then you see Shaq Thompson playing insane. He almost had a, a sack today where it was the hands to the face on Winston. But the defense, I think, is going to get even better. And that is what is most exciting to me. Do. It, it silence the, y'all the, the the point that that you made is what i love man when you're able to get pressure with just your front four that means you're able to drop more players in coverage and that that makes those short dump off passes even harder we're able to keep everything in front of our defense i mean listen i i don't know what the numbers are going to be and by the way my mistake it was five interceptions the chat room was quick to correct me but um you know when you're able to do that on defense do it frees up so many different things um if we're not the best like greg said we we're definitely in in the consideration and we don't even have all of our uh all of our starters on the field right now the, the well, you know go ahead, the greg. part is uh, i was the funniest part is is we're, we're we're definitely top two or three defense and Honestly, our offense, man, we're putting up close to 30 points almost every single game. And for some reason, we're 15th in power ranking. I don't know how that's going to work out in the future. But, uh, you know, a team that scores 30, almost 30 points a game and is one of the top defenses, we got to be get, given a little more respect here in the future with this, what's going on with Carolina right now. Definitely. Well, you, you start 0-2, but now we're, you know, the 4-0 run right here is is great. And under the circumstances, I think we, we get a bye next. So we got a lot of time to get healthy and come back. Now, I do want to point this out is as you were talking about the turnovers, Cody, as well, yes, there were five interceptions. There were also two fumbles by Jameis Winston, one loss, two fumbles by Bobo Wilson, one loss. The defense, I want, while we're excited about what we saw, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the defense, but Tam- this was some of Tampa Bay being bad. You know, they were not, you know, Jameis, uh, you know, had a lot of errant plays. Then you had Mike Evans, who I think arguably had a bad game. I mean, this is what you're supposed to do against bad teams, though. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, well, let's think about it. With Evans dropped that pass right before halftime, if he'd have caught that, that was a touchdown, no no doubt. Uh, That would have made it a, what, three-point game or a tied game? Uh, We would have been ahead, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I hit by three. No, okay. Well, either either we way, you changed the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah. yeah okay. It changed everything about how the game's played after that. So we did get a little lucky, but every 
good run has a little bit of luck involved with it. Now let's uh, turn the the, the discuss. Well, actually, let's go ahead and jump into the cat calls, and then we'll talk about the offense. All right, so we can push through the show and let you guys direct some of the show. I have a feeling that we're going to be hearing a little bit from uh, from Rich from England. In a world oh. where carrot long drop. Actually, <laughs> let's not go to the cat calls. Let's turn to the offense. And while I find the cat calls, guys. Uh, Kyle Allen, uh, again, he becomes a four and he's four and oh now as a starter. Uh, and, uh, he did not fumble the ball to get today, I think. And that's a good thing. He had put up a lot of touchdowns today, but I mean, this off, he got a lot of help. And, uh, Curtis Samuel played well. DJ Moore played well. And to Allen's credit, the guy who always catches the ball dropped everything his way today, Jarris Wright. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, on third down, no less, both times. Let's start with Cody. Cody, what did you think about the offensive performance today? I mean, so listen, it's one of those things where I, I can't be hard on Kyle Allen. I think that especially if you look at his Jacksonville performance where he left a bunch of plays on the field and, and he missed some throws. And then, yeah, Curtis Samuel uh, had an incredible catch. That might be one of the catches of the year already if it's not for that. Russell Wilson played last week on Thursday Night Football. But um, other than that, listen, Kyle Allen, he's protecting the football. I feel like he's getting better navigating on the pocket. And Jeff brought up a great point uh, when we were watching the game, that even if you go back to his college career, Kyle Allen never played a lot. Uh, he, you know, he was transferring and he went through all, this, all these different things. So you're talking about a quarterback that is learning on the job. And on a, on a day where Christian McCaffrey was held to a relatively quiet day, we were able to move the ball and throw the football and, and make some important completions and, and move the ball around to different receivers also. I mean, that's what you want from our offense because Christian isn't going to go for 200 every Sunday. So you have to be able to be multiple and do everything else. And I think that we've done exactly that. Jeff, thoughts on this offense? Uh, I think the offense is is doing enough to win. Um, they uh, they had a ninety nine yard drive today. I can't tell you the last time I've seen a Carolina Panthers offense drive at ninety five or more yards and score a touchdown. Yeah, um, they they're doing what they need to do. Like Cody said, uh, you know McCaffrey can't do it all the time, and Kyle Allen did spread the ball around a lot today, and uh, that's what you have to do. I mean, you can't you know. Can't ride. You can't ride McCaffrey for three straight games. Yeah. I mean, we, we knew he was probably going to get stopped by Tampa Bay because they did it the first game. But the, yeah. the the throws were open in the second level of the defense, and he hit those throws, and that's what we needed to pull out the win. I would I would argue that Kyle Allen today, while he, again he can. I mean, I think there's some things in his game that were you know he got away with. You know, he got lucky with the touchdown to Curtis Samuel. It was a bad ball and he caught it. You know, some of the guys are bailing him out, but that's what you're supposed to do. I think he's been sensational to this point, Greg. You know, is you've got right now a quarterback who who is has come in under these circumstances, like Cody said, learning on the job and is and has not been a weakness to the team at this point. No. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He um Here's the thing with Kyle Allen for me is he is not an elite quarterback, but he is a good quarterback. And a good quarterback can run a team to a championship and win a championship as long as you have a good defense behind you. Now, going back to what Cody said earlier, the defense, 
the way they play changes everything in the game, and it really does. If you look at the first two games of the year, our defense didn't play nearly on the level we're playing these last four games, and that does change the way the quarterback's going to play as far as the play call goes, as far as your field position. So it changes a lot up. Our defense has helped him play a really. Our defense has helped Kyle Allen out a whole lot, but I don't want to shit on Allen. He has played well. Um, and, you know, I, I'm very happy with the production he's given us. I, I just there's something about Kyle, and I th- I think it's the Cam Newton love is what it is that, that I can't. Be oh, wait, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have yeah. to go to that talk at some point. Obviously, that will be a focal point of the Tuesday night show. Is is the discussion that has already merged the uh, the Adam Schefter tweet that stoked the fire this morning a little bit. Uh, now Bomani Jones is in on it. Mike Freeman's in on it. Everybody's getting on on the Cam, Cam Newton conversation if Kyle Allen continues to win. Ron Rivera was asked about it. Let's get to the cat calls right after this. Week six is here, and there's so much left to be decided. Still plenty of time to get in the action with my bookie. Last week, if you would have taken McCaffrey to score the first touchdown, it would have paid out over 3-1. to one. Division odds, season awards, and in-game wagering are available at my bookie. So why don't you head on over there? We started out as one-and-a-half point favorites versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we went to London, and you know how that turned out. 48 over and under, psh, we got that covered. We've teamed up with MyBookie this October to give you a great offer. Sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code OVERTIME, and they'll match your first deposit. Again, that's promo code OVERTIME. New users get their first deposit doubled. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, you're listening to the C3 Panthers post-game show. Uh, we're bringing it to you after this, celebrating this win, should I say. The number's 252-228-5098. Join in uh, and be part of the conversation. I think I got the calls queued up. Let's see what Rich is going to so say. What are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels two, good. like. Morning, guys. Rich in London. I'm just heading to the game now. It's about four What's hours up, Rich? <laughs> I've been part of the action all week. I went to the pub at Settle's side. I wasn't there. I wasn't there the day before. David Settle was serving in the bar with the fans. Turn the volume up a little time. there handing out pints. I'll tell you what, we've got the greatest owner in sport. Man's brilliant. Um, anyway, it looks like it's going to be a complete Panthers takeover. By the time you get this, you'll probably have seen. But the numbers of Panthers fans in and around London and on Twitter, it's going to probably be about 5-1 to one to Bucks fans. Anyway, we're probably not going to be the only phone call today. <laughs> Take care, guys. Keep up. All right, let's keep going. Way to go, Rich. Way to bring it. End of the first quarter. Stadium's rocking. The Bucks are getting booed. Uh, <laughs> uh, that last drive, first drive looked great. Our defense has gone. Their O-line is shot. We are going through them like a sieve, like a nice through, hot knife through butter. Anyway, hopefully it will continue to be this good. You found it. I feel like we got to trust English people when they talk about butter. I don't know why, but I think we do. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I mean, hey, man, uh, listen. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Tony, Bad Daddy, CK, if you're there. And uh, 
just got into the fourth quarter right after the Curtis Samuel touchdown, and i got to say, the Bucks were asking Kyle Allen to beat him today, and we just did, and he picked him apart. He had a great game. I really enjoyed watching it. Our defense supported him. We won the turnover battle. We won a penalty battle. We looked great overseas. We were focused as a team. This is a great win. And I know it's going to be a win. I knew it from the jump when Steve Smith said we were winning this game. Uh, just a couple quick things. I love that our defense is not blitzing and we're still getting to Jameis over and over and yeah. forcing him to make bad plays and throwing the coverages. Uh, Cody, I know Rich Eisen was driving you crazy today as much as he was talking about Norm Turner. But man, <laughs> When any time that uh, I like Rich Eisen, voice is a breath of fresh air. It, there could only be two people calling the game, and that's Joe Buck and Rich Eisen. God, <laughs> oh, torture on my ears today. Uh, I was really happy to see so many Panthers fans out in the stadium. The Tottenham Stadium is beautiful, uh, and a, a bunch of. These fans that are here, they traveled to this game. I, I read a story on yeah. Reddit uh, last night about a, a guy who traveled out for the game with the Roaring Riot, and he saw at a concert, I forget who he was seeing, but he saw a season ticket holder in front of him at the uh, concert, and he was like, this guy sits in front of me at all the home games, and they, I guess, ended up getting a beer and hanging out and talking. Um James that was at Winston Salesman. Like Jameis Winston, we made him look like Jameis Winston. I'm happy about that. That first pick yep. really set the tone. Um, I don't know. Just a great team effort today, guys. I'm really happy. Also, Tony, real quick, I know that you're the auntie Cam at home games, but since Cam is out, I was wondering if you're going to adopt the boat shoes, Kyle. <laughs> 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 That was a fantastic call right there. Uh, um, I I think the people in the chat room were having a great time earlier talking about um, the the Kyle Allen look, like the cardigan, Kyle Allen cardigan, or stuff like wearing the salmon. Somebody said salmon shorts. Like he, <laughs> uh, all right, so fantastic call. Let's talk about this. Um one of the things that stuck out to me, even though I like Rich Eisen, because I think Rich Eisen has always been a Cam supporter, so I've always liked him on that. Uh, Mike Irvin, yeah. Michael Irvin is just out there blowharding it. Uh, and Steve Smith was amazing. Did you guys hear Steve Smith at halftime where he said, this is the Jameis Winston we know and love? <laughs> yeah. He said he yeah. said that, and then the other thing was is he called the Atlanta Falcons the get right team. If you need something fixed, just go to Atlanta; they'll fix it for you. <laughs> oh man, that's not wrong. And they were Super Bowl contenders according to everybody at the beginning of the year. 
So what uh, stu- what I liked about the call was is he continued to come back and talk about how the team was gelling. And I think and we've been talking so much about how they you know how they traveled, how they were focused, they came out. You know, we've seen the Panther teams not play play in these moments where there's a lot of spotlight on them at times and they haven't always been prepared or been focused or been sharp and they were and then we also were complimenting the defense so much. I think it's at this time we really got to give some props to Ron Rivera is that after an 0-2 start where you almost thought, like, what the hell was going on behind closed doors when when he was saying it's not the foot, not the foot, this team is has not lost a step. They've stepped, they've plowed through all of that, guys. They go on the road against the team they should have beat last time, and they do it the right way, guys. I want to hear Cody give him props. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to give Ron his props. Huh? I, guess a, I guess it's about that time. Listen, man, like I said, I'm never going to let my own personal biases get in the way of, of what's really going on. How about this? I'll give some love to North Turner, too. I mean, I, I think that uh, both him and Ron have, have done well. And one of the things that I did notice is that even though we gave up some points in the third and the fourth quarter, um, Dave and Steve Mariusz even mentioned it on the broadcast that we weren't playing prevent defense. I mean, we were we were trying to put our put our foot to our pedal to the metal and and really get after them. And um, you know, we were blitzing, and you know, I feel like the mo of this team for such a long time has been you know, okay, we have a lead, let's protect it, let's keep everything in front of us. But um, no, they they did what the fans have been asking for for a long time. And yeah, listen, we all watched that Amazon show and at no point uh, did Ron Rivera ever lose the locker room. The players do love Ron Rivera. So it doesn't matter if I love him or if I hate him. The Panthers love to play for him. So yeah, shout out to uh, everyone in the coaching staff, even our special teams. I don't don't know the name of our special teams coach, but. So, uh, it's a former linebacker, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, black, it's black, black, yeah, black, black, yeah, it's black burn. Burn. dude. We're, we're, <laughs> it's we're called doing, a blackberry. I was like, that. We're, we're doing good things on uh, on special teams too, man. So we are we're a well coached football team right now. I um I was gonna say this is that the one part that I started to wonder if you were gonna get on Ron for a coaching decision was not going for it on fourth and one. Where we it had, did we, piss me off, and just where, but, me up on that. I was, but, I was but we not happy with that. We went and kicked the long 46-yard field goal, right? I mean, and so you did get the points. And then right after that, the Panthers then get the Luke Keekley touchdown. So it didn't go the wrong way. But I was wondering, you know, what, what you thought about that. Yeah, I mean uh, – I don't know why you wouldn't try and go for it right there. Like I said, if I'm a coach, I believe in my team to get a yard every single time. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not gonna harp on it because we've won. Right. We have done some some good things, but yeah, I'm not. I mean, get get a yard and you're past your own fifty. Come on. Can someone? Hey, at least uh, there was one good spot. Uh, me and Cody noticed at the end of the first half, we actually had all of our timeouts. Which yeah, I I can't remember that ever. And, oh, and, and and speaking of that, is that all of that weird ending to the first half? Can we talk about this? Yeah, the free kick. 
the free kick thing. Yeah, we had to look that up. We had to look that rule up. Well, well, the, now explain it to us then. I mean, I think I get okay, it what now. The rule is, is it, do, it doesn't have to be at the end of the half or anything. It can happen at any point in the game. If the team punts right. the ball to the other team, the other team can go the very next play and go with a free kick off the tee or not on or, or off the tee. Um, doesn't matter. Um, that's that's just the rule they have. We had, like I said, we had to look it up, and that's how that's the way the rule reads. Is if but why but why go it? But why did the field goal like? <laughs> but you get three points if you kick it through the field goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess because after a punt, you're never in a position to kick a field goal anyway. Yeah. So it, it's dude, that that's why you never see it, dude. Oh. What a legend Joey Sly would have been if he made that kick. Oh man, it would have been incredible. But I, I was pissed he also- didn't make it. I was pissed he didn't make it. He should have. He had all the leg for it. And then the the other thing is it's just bizarre. That's what they wanted to kind of turn the kickoff rule into some people. You know, where if you could if you get a touchback and you kick it through the uprights, you get a yeah, point. You get a couple points. It's like <laughs> that's that's football is. You definitely so, should. Arena football, too. I have a question. Yeah, you, I think in arena football, you get the ball back. Or you don't get the ball back, but you get a chance for a re-kick right after that. Yeah, I think and so. And if you kick it again, you keep going until you miss it. So, listen, I have a question for everyone here on the show and everyone in the chat room. Am I the only one who's no longer riding that sly high? Because I've seen two games in a row now of him missing at least two field goals. And I don't know, man. Like... Uh, am I, I mean, am I he missed two? Like, he missed I, two today. I mean, he, he missed more than once. I, I know that, and uh, no, I know well, he, he missed, missed free at kick. least once. Yeah, he missed the free kick, and then he, he missed the free kick, and he missed the field goal. Half. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he missed against uh, Jacksonville. He, he missed at least one. So, right, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I think uh, you know. Shout out to CK, who's not joining us today. He was the one saying, you know. You know, maybe we're uh, we're not going to be liking it that Gano has gone so long. So I don't know. I want everyone else's opinion on this. Well, let me hop in real quick. As far as the free kick goes, I don't really blame that on him because in the overall yeah, scheme of things, it's like a seventy-yard kick, and he yeah. still had the distance. He just missed it a little right. Uh, but I think he's only missed two other ones the rest of the year. And I think last year, if we look at it, uh, Gano had. Four misses or three or four misses the whole year. Four, four missed field goals and a couple missed extra points. Okay, so so we're so we're you know three games away from being halfway. I guess when we come back, we'll be at the halfway point. He's right where Gano was last year. So no, I don't have a problem with it to be honest with you because yeah, he's on pace to hit the same numbers Gano did last year, but he's got a much stronger leg. I'm not on the the Joey Sly high, but I'm definitely not on the Gano low. That's for sure. That is the be- that's, that's the way to put it. We set the bar pretty that's a real low. Good way to put so. it. Yeah, that's the way to put it. Is that is if you think that you know we were kind of all of a sudden just anointing him, like all of a sudden we had found a say like this kicker who's going to be yeah. yeah, but one that could kick like from seventy yards all day long. I think he's he's done well in the position he's put in. I think he shows that he is not going to be perfect maybe a lot you know maybe maybe he won't be the most consistent guy out of all the kickers you can get but to me i hated gano so much like i don't really care i can put anybody back there except as long as they don't kick for tampa bay their kickers always stink and they draft kickers so i i think sly has done okay right but you're right is that he has not 
he was untouchable those first couple of weeks by fans, and I think that he's coming down. What about another one? Oh, let's bounce this one back at you, Cody. Ray Ray. Oh, my yeah. God. Ray Ray was Man, horrible today. He was it horrible. Was. And I did tell y'all, I've, I've told y'all <laughs> on the show, that he's either going to make a boneheaded play like he did today, or he'll break off a crazy run and take it to the house or almost to the house. So, I mean, listen, we just I, haven't seen that or part. All we have seen yeah, at this I, I point I, now well, is the bonehead I mean, because some good runs, but yeah, he's, he's the the bad ones have have been bad, bad. And I saw somebody on Twitter say this. He has to be the worst fair catcher ever because every time he lets it – I mean, he's doing what you're supposed to. If it's inside the 10, you're supposed to let it go over your head and you're supposed to hope it bounces in the end zone. But Ray Ray, poor Ray Ray, every time it bounces, any any time inside the 10, it's like perfectly placed. Straight up in the air. Yeah, for everybody. And, <laughs> and, oh, he's got the worst luck there. All right, let's go back to your calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Celebrating the Panthers' victory over the Bucks in London. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, the Black Hat, Brandon Herbert. And, what's up, Brandon? And, um, watching the end of this what's game, up, I'm almost 99% sure we're going to win. Uh, I did notice something that I like, um, that unlike normal, like they had, they're not just playing prevent by at the end of the game, like all teams do, like, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like for some reason, and they're allowing the team to get back in the game. I guess I know that they're coming back a little bit. Still not really too much work, but I do want to, uh, talk about uh everybody that claims Bradbury Bradbury is a good cornerback. Oh, yeah. I, I lost count really. Yeah. Um I was at eleven catches he allowed this game. Yeah, he probably allowed more, but I, I lost count. And he almost allowed a eighty yard touchdown pass uh at the end of the game, which is ridiculous to even let somebody get that. Um so whatever y'all want to say, Bradbury's having a He's a great cornerback. If you want to think that, you can think that. I'm not a fan of him. Um, <clears throat> but Kyle Allen actually did a really good job of man- managing the game. Uh, didn't make too many mistakes. Tampa Bay really does have a really good run defense. So I'm not too worried about Christian McCaffrey. Um, he still showed what he can do with a limited amount of space. Um, you know, scoring two touchdowns. But other than that, I think it, it's a good win. Um, yeah, so uh, keep pounding. So Bradbury did have a tough day today, and I think one of the, the hard parts, one, for Bradbury was is that I don't know. They didn't trail. We didn't play any man, I don't think, Cody. Like, And you've always been calling us for us to go more to man because I felt like sometimes I saw Bradbury, uh, Mike Evans getting past him, and then at other times it was Godwin. It was just a mix and a lot of Godwin. But you're right, is that is Bradbury did not have a good day today, and, and Brandon Herbert also has been from this position from the beginning. So, guys, with that defense, oh, Cody, were you excited to see the defense, though, not fall into its typical uh, give them everything in front of you? Uh, but they were still getting pressure at the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, I mentioned it already. I, I want to see more of that. Uh, I'm tired of the cardiac cats moniker. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to put our foot to the pedal and, you know, uh, finish these teams out, man, not letting them come back. 
I mean, that's like our MO, and we've got to stop letting that happen. And because our offense put up enough points uh, today that we were never really in danger of that. But, damn, it felt like even to the very end, Tampa Bay was trying. You know, they were never – they were always blooded up and beaten, but they were never dead, dead in the water. And uh, Yeah, I think you know, the, uh, I think with yeah, that, Cody I, – I, just, just To Ron Rivera's credit, I, I will say that I do like the, you know, the mindset of wanting to finish strong. I, I think like seeing the blitzes at the end for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think the um the panel, the Rich Eisen and guys and Mari Mariucci, uh, they misled us the, to think that the game was going to be over in the third because they were like, "Oh, if they don't get points here, game's out of reach." And there was still a whole quarter and a half to go. And so we kept feeling like, "Dang, they should be dead now." But statistic, you know, I mean, you get a, uh, a touchdown and a two-point conversion to get points, you know, you can stay in the game, and particularly when the Carolina Panthers offense wasn't able to to respond each time. All right, let's keep plowing through with the calls. Yo, C3, this is uh, Theo from Asheville. Um, love the podcast. You guys are doing great work. I just want to talk, of course, uh, McCaffrey's MVP. I just want to talk a little bit. Hear your thoughts on uh, Ross Cockle, man. I thought he was great today, and I thought he's been great yeah, the yeah. first four games. A lot better than what we had last year. Uh, keep up the good work, and, uh, yep, take it easy. Thanks, Theo. Who wants to jump on this first? Uh, y'all can go ahead. I'm, I'm looking up some stats real quick. I mean, I'll just say real quick, I thought that Ross, uh, you know, I, I said a few weeks ago that, you know, in the absence of, uh, of Dante Jackson – uh, Ross Cockrell has had that next man up mentality, and that's his second interception on the season now. Um, so uh, he has played very well. And you know, Jeff, I think what you said, no one ever runs runs by him. Yeah, right? he never gets beat, and if he does, he always catches back up to the receiver. It's like he's got an extra gear that I haven't seen from any other DB. Um, yeah, you don't ever see him get beat. I like to see him feeling good now. You know, you know, it was a little concern. I think he was like anybody who's suffered a major injury. He said that he had, was worried. You know, it's, it's more about trusting your knee, trusting your leg, and I think his 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 head is now his confidence is matching what he what he should be able to do, what he what he can do. He he has. He's a smart player, right? I think that what was what's great about this is that we did this without Dante Jackson. Or, or we're able to, you know, is at least to weather that storm. And I thought the Elliott kid played well today. Is that you saw yeah, a lot of people did. getting in on action that was – everybody was contributing. And I tell you, that continues to show you what happens when you have a, a relentless pass rush. It makes the secondary's job a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A well, lot easier. And, uh, you know, JV and Elliott, I, I feel he has cemented his role – as the nickel corner in our system. And uh, he got a lot of love during the training camp. Uh, all the beat writers loved him and talked a lot about him. And he's playing well, man. And this is another game that he got to get a little revenge against the team to let him go. Tampa, he used to play for Tampa Bay. So uh, he even picked off Cam Newton, I believe, last year or 2017, one of them. So uh, shout out to Ross Cockrell, JV and Elliott. I mean, they've been uh, a part of this defense in a, in a big way. I, I think Ross Cockrell is a good addition to what we've got going on right now. He, he, um, he Filling in for Dante Jackson is, is great. Our secondary has played really, really well. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to go back real quick to what we were talking about before. I got to push back a little bit on the Bradbury not having a good game because I'm sitting here looking at his stats throughout the year. Yeah, I thought he had he a has decent 39 game. He fell down a couple times, but. Well, he had, excuse me, he's th- uh, 29 tackles through five games and three interceptions. And guess what, guys? Ten tackles and two interceptions were today. Mm. So that's what the stats say, at least. I, I'm looking at the you know NFL.com. Um, so he's credited for ten tackles and two two interceptions today. Two picks. So Bradbury. Two, that's, that's what yeah, it says. Yeah, he had the one in the, in the very beginning, and then he had the one yeah. in the wow. quarter. That first play, he picked off the first play. So, so even if he gives up that big play, wow. he's still a ten tackle, two interception guy today. You can say Bradbury didn't play well, but that's pretty damn good in my opinion. And so yeah, far, twenty nine tackles, bad one interception. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's pretty good. So four pass not defended, play elite every single play. Yeah, four you know? pass defended too. Oh, good, good way to bring the stats. You're our stats. And so that's listen, you know, Brandon Herbert you know, says I'm too like, hard on the coaches. <laughs> uh, at time, I've been too hard on the offensive line. And hey, maybe I am. I'm always willing to admit that I'm wrong, or if I'm wrong, or when I'm wrong. But uh, I think Brandon Herbert is too. Uh, he's too hard on on Bradbury, man. Uh, he has three interceptions on the year right now. That's uh, his, his career best. Um, Tied for like third or fourth in the league, I think. Yeah, I mean the Bradbury is balling right now. And we, I, I think we, if you look at what some of what some of these other defensive backfields in the NFL are rolling out, uh, I'd rather have Bradbury than a whole slew of them. <laughs> uh, Herbert says he's getting all those tackles because he's getting he's because he's getting picked on. I, I, I want to go back to Cockrell real quick. Is an interesting point is uh, I thought jo- uh, J- Josh Clyde from the Riot Report put out a tweet today saying that having Cockrell in there might be an advantage over having Dante Jackson today, and because of the way he was playing. And I don't know about I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then and I said, well, what happened? And I tweeted him back and I said, well, what happened last week though? Because if if I remember last week is that uh, DJ Shark just torched every you know was he won't he was on the ass end of a lot of plays from DJ Shark and he and he wrote back and he said, well, that guy has four three speed. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough matchup, which I agree. I would say this is our secondary's had two tough matchups this week. I mean, in the last two weeks, is that Godwin is Godwin is is a, a amazing player right now. He's playing out of his mind, and so it, even though the defense did get picked on a little bit to that degree, I I think it's going back to what Jeff said about the offense earlier. Is you also did exactly what you needed to do to win. So. Um, you know, we were really, and a lot of that is at the end, it's a lot easier to pass on a team just uh, at the end when you're up 20 points or, or you're down 20 points. And we also are trying to play, we, we play softer by nature, right? Is that you do just like it was a lot more difficult for our offense to score when we were up 20 because we were trying, we were just going to run it, you know, is that it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. So one drop pass then derails a lot of things after that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If anything, if anything, uh, we should just be thankful that, uh, you know, even though we're absent, a player as dynamic as Dante Jackson, that Ross Cockrell has stepped up in a big way, you know? So uh, that him being out isn't uh, a deal breaker for us. We have a guy that we can put in there. He knows the defense and he does his job, but, Dante Jackson is still the guy I prefer to have on the field. And to Brandon saying, hey, well, that means if he's getting all those tackles, that means they're picking on him. 
But then you, if they're going to pick on you, then you damn well better be making the tackles. I mean, yes. it's not his fault that they're going his that. way. That's just what they decided to do. And yeah, he got two interceptions for it. And uh, he uh, iced up the game for us. So, yeah, I'm just I'm not going to be hard on, on Bradbury until uh, until it gives us a reason. I feel like he's been great this year. Uh, even the latter half of, of last year, I felt like he turned it on. Real quick before we get to some more calls, don't forget, if you're wanting to go to a game this season, Vivid Seats is the place to go. They will get you the ticket you need for the price you like. Be sure to use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases for first-time customers. Don't forget to use the promo code OVERTIME, Vivid Seats. They'll get you the ticket you want for the price you like. Uh, Nathan Goslin Siebens brings up the next point I want to go to. He asked, what are your thoughts about Dennis Daly? And, Cody, I wanted to come back, push, uh, or bring this up, is the one thing I think that we should start to uh, finally credit North Turner with is, or or maybe say why the hell he didn't do this faster, is that not only was Dennis Daly, like how the heck does Daryl Williams come out with a starting job? first uh, when you could see he's that bad but i think we have made it easier for dennis daly if you've noticed we've been sending a lot of help uh with to the left side whether it be chipping with a the running back whether it be pulling a guard over to help out whether it be shifting a tight end over so yes dennis daly in my opinion has played fantastic for or played far better than what daryl williams was the line has looked a lot better as he's been taken over that position. But finally, our coaching staff, I think, has adjusted to saying that was our weak spot, and they're ma- and they're str- they're building it into the game plan. Finally, they are, man. Dude, shout out to uh, to Daly. Uh, I mean, the the fact that he was the third guy on the roster. It was Daryl Williams, and then Greg Little, and then him. And he was a sixth round pick. Went to South Carolina. I've seen him play. Uh, he wasn't very impressive in college, in my opinion, but he does have a lot of uh, great qualities. And now he's playing left tackle, maybe the most important position on the offensive line. And he's been balling, man. I mean, it was a night and day difference. Did Shaquille Barrett have a sack? I don't think so. Did he line he up over daily? Yeah, I mean, dude. Yeah. The, and Kyle Allen held on to the ball. Yeah, Kyle held on to the ball. Dude, the protection has been night and day different. Um, shout out to Dennis Daly, man. I don't normally give uh, credit to Gamecocks, but when it's due, it's due. And shout out to the man. Well, you know, just to, I just want to point this out, and we're going to touch more on this on Tuesday because I don't want to get too in depth with it right now because this is just the post game show, not really analyst or uh, breaking everything down show. But I do want to point out that um, there at the beginning of the season we said that oh, Cam Newton, we were done and we haven't had him, and we're doing well. Uh, We also said then it went to without Christian McCaffrey, we were done. But he didn't have a great game today. He had two touchdowns. But as far as yards go, he he was, you know, average at best. Uh, And we we won the game. Uh, We have uh, Dante Jackson out that we think is one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and Cockrell's filling in for him. Championship teams have that depth. Like, if you look at New England, they always have the next man up type mentality. And when you have a team that can put anybody the next man up and still perform, you have a really solid team. And I really think that we're kind of in that position right now, looking at us through six weeks now. We have good depth, and we have a solid team all the way through. Uh, we got a really good shot of making a really good run this year. 
You know, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think that having these guys out is making that big of a deal for us. Jeff and I mentioned to each other during the game that man, do we really have a team this good? I, I think we do, man. Yeah. It, it, this team is firing on all cylinders. Um, we're doing great on offense. Our defense is rolling. Um, it, you know, uh, where I thought you were going to go with that, Greg, was there's almost better protection now for Kyle Allen than there was for Cam Newton, which is kind of why like we that, had yeah. that initial thought. But, oh, man, if Cam can't hold up behind this offensive line, then how is Kyle going to do it? But, uh, I mean, right. we do need to pinpoint that from uh, Cam to Kyle, our offensive line has played substantially better. Um, oh, yeah. Well, also, fact, there's we been have... changes, too. That's the thing, is there have been changes. What we have yes. seen is we saw Daryl Williams shifted to right guard, right, which has helped, right? And then on top of that, my question would be, is it, we already saw the offensive line improve as soon as Daryl Williams wasn't playing left tackle. It looked fine with Greg Little, too. So a question for Tuesday like while most people are asking what happens when Cam, if Cam Newton is healthy and Kyle Allen is still winning, you know that's the question in everybody's my mind. And my question is what happens when Greg Little is is fully healthy and out of the concussion protocol, and Dennis Daly is playing out of his mind on the left side or just as good? What do you do then? I think that's a tough question. I don't think that's very tough. I mean, I want to hear what y'all say, but if if, if Daly is still playing. Like a franchise left tackle, then leave that man alone. Let him go. Well, he uh, did get beat today. He got right. beat. It's just <laughs> he got beat today one time, but Barrett just went blasting past him. We just happened to have some help that was able to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? And there was some traffic that got in his way. So I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hard. We'll have to like look at the coach's film and really see how good Dennis Daly is or how much of it is also schematically adjusted. And you know uh, with Ron so, Rivera, I'll, I'll say you know with Ron Rivera, he's not. It doesn't matter how good Daly plays. As soon as Little's ready, he's going to put him. <laughs> That's where Rivera is. He's like going to put Daryl Williams back. That's what he's going to do. Not saying he yeah. be fired, but he he is a terrible, terrible judge of talent. And there's always somebody as a backup coming in playing better than the person he wants starting in a lot of positions and ends up performing better. And we don't realize that until we, you know, an absolute must. And you know, I, I can't judge uh, Rivera's, uh, or I can't grade Rivera. I can't trust Rivera's uh, grading on talent. It just, yeah. Andy yeah, Dalton I, just threw an interception in the end zone. Mm, I wish terrible. that uh, that that Greg was just joking, but he's not. <laughs> I've said that no. many yeah, times. Like, um, yeah, man, you have to stay with the hot hand, uh, and you know. Uh, and one thing I did want to mention, and, and Jeff actually brought this up, or um, and it, it was how many times uh, we were putting in McCaffrey um, and Manhurts in to to block and and give Kyle some extra time to throw the football. And I mean, you have to do that. That's good coaching, and that's one thing that I do give to North Turner. If you have your third string left tackle playing the position then, yeah, you should be helping them out. We sometimes. should have been doing that with Daryl Williams, though. If you want to put yeah, the knock on Williams, Norv, is we should, should have, have seen that with Cam, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Is that that, I would say, is is 
was this too slow of a recognition? I think a little bit. And the fact that Darrell Williams was so atrocious at that position, he and that's okay. Look, obviously he's been all right at guard. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, he's in a better position for him. Exactly. The bigger, the bigger question when they come back will be Trey Turner. Because when Trey Turner comes back, you're going to have to choose between Darrell Williams um Daryl Williams uh, at right guard and Trent Turner at right guard, which of course I'm going to say Trent Turner, but you know I, I'm happy that at least Daryl Williams has now found his role as a guard on this team. All right, you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Let's keep plowing through with these calls. Hey fellas, this is Sarah Garner. Um, sitting here watching What's the up, game, Sarah? 57 seconds to go in the fourth. Just so elated, it's not even funny. Offense is fantastic. Breathing life. I love to talk about positives on this. Um, Winston put pressure on him. He sold like a lawn chair. He's been fantastic. Defense, fantastic. Looking forward to the discussion. Um, keep pounding. Let's get this win. Man, this has been one yes. hell of a season. Talk to you later, fellas. Bye. Fantastic call. Thanks for supporting the show. And, yeah, Ron Rivera, a lot of credit for this defense. You have to. All right. Let's go. I don't want to. I don't oh, want to. Shush, shush, shush. <laughs> nah, he's going to die. What's up, guys? It's CK from up here in Roanoke. Sorry, I couldn't join today. What's up, CK? Man, what a win. Uh, just figured I'd put my two cents in. Uh, great, great, great outing by the defense with that uh, – what, seven sacks and seven total turnovers. That's just incredible. Um, man, that uh, gives you a good feeling going into the bye. Certainly getting ready to face the 49ers team that seems to be hot. Uh, anyway, boys, uh, our uh, run blocking definitely didn't show up today. Uh, but Kyle Allen did enough to make things work. I'm so tired of these analysts trying to create a quarterback controversy. You can clearly see. Kyle Allen is not leading these these wins. He is basically managing the game very well. It's absolutely yeah. asinine to assume that we're about to make a, a change of quarterback. Uh, I, you know, film doesn't really indicate anything. Uh, I think we'll we'll find out uh, pretty soon what what Kyle Allen uh, is able to do. But I think Cam Newton definitely provides a better uh, a better opportunity once we start talking about playoffs. Uh, anyway, boys. Four wins in a row. Let's keep it going. Keep on it. Thanks, CK. Um, <laughs> missing you on the show. This is look. Someone actually just sent me a tweet two minutes ago, and they sent it to you, Dion Carey, Marathon Man eight hundred four on Twitter said, "Can y'all ice up these Cam haters that think it's a QB yeah. controversy?" Thanks. I want to remind people that just because look. Because Cal Allen is playing well, doesn't mean Cam Newton wouldn't or couldn't. And exactly. that is one thing I'd like to keep in mind here is first, clapping about Kyle Allen. Thank you, Kyle. You played sensational. You played better than I expected you to. And I just feel like this is that I do think Cam Newton could play this same game today. 
right? I think he could have played this exact same game, if not better. And that's what I would think is, and, and that's not a knock on Kyle Allen. I just don't want people to think, don't just because you're eating this meal right here, forget that your mama's home cooking is still the best. No. Absolutely. And listen, man. Okay. So I want to give props to Rich Eisen and also shit on the NFL network. Because yeah. at, at the end of the game, they literally had a graphic. Two graphics. Yeah, two graphics. Cam Newton flames out, and they have the, the record with Cam Newton and with Kyle Allen. And everyone keeps on doing this. And the reason why I give Rich Eisen props is because he resists though, it. You know, he resists it. Yeah. Well, so he's also making it a point to say, with an injured Cam Newton, who was not healthy, who injured his foot against the Patriots in the preseason, this is the kind of performance that he was given. And, and you know, it's like, it's so annoying, man. And now Willie McGinnis and even Steve Smith is on this train that this is Kyle Allen's team now. Dude, bullshit. I don't give a fuck who's No, it's not. It's not. It. Now, not Kyle it's- Allen is a game manager. And I want to say one more thing. I hate that it puts us in this position, and you alluded to it, Tony. Like, we're not shitting on Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen has balled, man. He's doing what's necessary to win the game. But he is a game manager, and that's all you want from him right now. He's made good throws. He's taking care of the football. You can't ask for more than that. But this is still Cam Newton's team. And I'm I'm willing to fight anyone who thinks otherwise. And we got to remember uh, too. Go ahead, Jeff. I uh, perfect perfect analogy this week on the radio. I can't remember if it was the Mac Attack. I think it was the Mac Attack. But the guy called in and was saying, you know, this is like Cam Newton's like your wife, and Kyle Allen's like the side chick. Don't get lost in the side chick. That's right. And lose the wife that's been with you for eight years. That's been with you through thick and thin. Yep. Brought you to the Super Bowl, won an MVP. That's a great analogy. And, and you can't forget about your wife. Yes, we yeah. got a cool little side chick right now with Kyle Allen, but we all know that when Cam Newton's 100% healthy, he's back on the field. I mean, it's it's a done deal. It's, I don't care. This how is the worst analogy. This is the worst analogy. You know why? Because uh, I was going to say all of these, don't forget who really knows how to wet your whistle better. All of these different analogies, I could have gone down the road because I would much rather sleep with Cal, with uh, Cam Newton than Kyle Allen, <laughs> right? So that was well, where I was going know, like yeah, this. No, and yeah, I was I mean, like, no, wait no, a no, second. No, that's, that's, he that's, is that's my that's wife. Auntie Cam, Kamina is my wife. No. Uh, <laughs> is that you're right? You can't get lost in that. Now, I think here we also need to remember, too, that one, this is wonderful because it allows Cam Newton to truly get healthy if he can, right? I mean, I think though the real questions are not if this is Cam Newton's team anymore. It's just when and, and when can Cam Newton get back to full health and stay healthy? Is that going to be this season? Is it going to be next season? Is it something that's longer than that? That's the real concern. It has nothing to do about Kyle Allen versus Cam Newton. It's like, it's just simply, will Cam Newton, when will he be 100% healthy? And will that be in a Carolina Panthers jersey? Right? Because I do have some cons. We have to see him be healthy. That's the thing. We need to see him be. That's what David Tepper said in his interview this week. I think he was on the Kyle Bailey show. He, They had asked him about Cam Newton and Kyle Allen, and he made it very clear that 
when Cam Newton's healthy, he's their quarterback, and they have to put their faith in him. But, and, you know, if, if anything, and this is the last thing uh, that I'll say about it, you know, Cam Newton has – like I've, I think I've said this before. You know, he's earned the right to be healthy and run this offense. Yes. I mean, he's yes. earned the right. He has been through too much, done too much for this football team for us to just shit on him the moment that a game manager comes in and, and, and does just enough. You know, it's this is still Cam Newton's football team. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really – and, okay, so right now we're, what, four and two? Like, let Cam play a game. And even if he loses, four and three isn't the most terrible record. But let let them have a game back to a, truly evaluate the difference in our offense between Cam Newton and Kyle Allen. And then after there, you make your decision. But we already know what that decision is going to be because Cam Newton's a better quarterback. I'm almost ready for Cam to take more than just uh, if he doesn't if if he needs beyond the bye, like come back in week ten. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hey, the I mean, longer like, the better. Longer that shoulder rests. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can get a Cam Newton at week twelve with with the shoulder that he hasn't used in twelve weeks. I mean, I'd hate to be any team that plays us. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier about the team and the way we are right now, uh, you know, historically, over the last fifteen years, it hasn't been MVP quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls. It's been good no. teams around quarterbacks that are playing average i mean just go back with it last year tom brady put up what, 13 yeah. 13 points in the super bowl and won one super bowl nick Foles the year before was a backup even though he had a good offensive game uh you know he had a great offensive team that year uh tom brady the year before that with uh with the uh, the with atlanta that okay that's the outlier he had a great game well a great fourth quarter but tom brady was great last year though he was great last year tom brady no he wasn't he played pretty horrible in the Super Bowl, and he just happened to win. Well, and but, you know, but, uh, but they said that's the curse, though. If whoever wins the MVP, they almost never go on to win the Super Bowl. Like it hasn't happened in like over twenty years or some shit. So, well, no, yeah, my, I, don't, my, I don't want an MVP. I want a Lombardi Trophy. No, yeah, I'm not talking about season MVP. I'm just talking about in general. Like even before that, right. Peyton Manning played a horrible game in the Super Bowl. He beat us. Before yeah. that was Tom Brady, where he lost to the, the Seahawks. He didn't play a great game then, and he won. Before that was yeah. Joe Flacco, who was not an MVP player. Well, clearly you need a great team to win the Super Bowl, and exactly. a great team is more than a great quarterback. Exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make. So either with Kyle Allen or a Cam Newton who's coming back not 100%, we can still have a good team or a good, good chance of the way the team's playing right now. All right, let's keep going through with the calls. The number's 252-228-5098. Panthers podcast, how y'all doing? Hey, what's up, G? Hey, it's my boy right here. Ass whooping we gave Tampa. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. The motherfuckers got lucky last game. They got lucky yep. as shit. Tampa's not even built like that. I don't care if they got Bruce Aarons or not. My God. Did you see Thieves Avenue, man? Did you see Thieves Avenue? Did you see the bat? Did you see the Sack Street boys? Oh, my God. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> the boys were daggone balling today. Congratulations to the Panthers. And can I talk about the uh, – the elephant in the room that nobody's really talking about. Our offensive line is playing pretty damn good. That yeah. left tackle, uh, what's his name, Dennis Daly or whatever he is, man. That damn dude, hey, man. I think our left tackle situation is no more damn problem. So congratulations on the win, uh, Panthers. And always remember, y'all, keep pounding. 
Fantastic call. G is pumped up. He's excited. And I thought Paradis was even getting a great. I think he's been playing better each week. Also, another good thing yeah. to see, uh, particularly because this has been something CK has come back and talked about with uh, Ryan Khalil moving on to the Jets. Paradis has been playing great. We're starting to see the offensive line, Joe. And man, the team is playing well as a whole. I hate to say it. I wanted, I wanted to make this. I'm always cautious to compare anything to the 2015 season, right? Because there was there there was a certain electricity that existed within that team. But I think there is some sort of excitement, a young you know enthusiasm when you see Kurt when you see DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel smiling and grinning and joking around. Uh, I think the defense is playing. They're they're hot and they're fired up. Uh, we are, and I think this is what Greg is is coming back to over and over: is that the team is is clicking at this point. It's not even just a specific position. It's from Christian McCaffrey to to Ross Cockrell. There is a people are performing. Hey, uh, I gotta I gotta interrupt the show real quick just because I feel uh, that it's necessary. Man, Nova Blatt just came in the chat room. And said, "Hey guys, just found out my dad passed away right after the game." Oh no, oh, man, uh, Nova, you know we love you, man. You're our favorite caller. You made our draft show. You are an incredible, brother. We send nothing but C three love your way and to your family. And um, I hate to hear it, man, but and you know you got love coming from us, brother. Yeah. Thank That's you, Cody, for bringing that up. Please, if. Uh, Send your regards to Nova Black. He is a legend on this show. He's a part of the family, and uh, we yes, hope he is. we wish you peace through this. I hope you can find some peace soon. I know this is going to be a difficult day and a difficult week ahead of you. Um, all right, so we're going to continue through with the cat calls. Let's see what people have to say about this Panthers win. Hey, uh, this is Austin and Harrison from Atlanta, Georgia. Just wanted to let y'all know, keep pounding, man, dude. Our defense is the real deal. Six sacks in the first half. Jared McCoy coming out against his former team, balling out of control. I thought Jameis Winston was wearing a Panthers jersey for a second because he was just throwing picks left and right. Yeah, y'all can give us a call back. Got some football. He's awesome. Hey, man, so, you know, Tampa Bay beats the Rams. They think they're pretty good. And then um, I, I give all credit to our D-line. We had uh, five turnovers. They forced all those turnovers. They put the heat on them. Uh, let's go, Panthers. Look, first about – how about that? The When you got the tag in, a friend tagged in, that's support for the C3 Panthers podcast right there. Two callers, one phone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's a – that, that's a way to economically use your minutes. Uh, <laughs> you know? Hey, man, let me just jump in on your phone, dog. Uh yeah, man, listen, uh I mean I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm on repeat at this point in time. I'm just <laughs> I'm just so impressed with this team, man. Like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I'm up they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, I'm I'm loving it. All right, let's keep going. What's up, fellas? Kyle from VA. Uh calling from Orlando, Florida down here on vacation. My daughter's second birthday, taking her to Disney World and after Disney was a stressful day yesterday. Oh, yes, it is, my friend. Sunday. 
Uh, it's so hard to find again, a television at Disney World. Well. It's impossible, actually. Long hair playing conservative defense when you're up big time. Uh, it's just hard to sing that. I wish we could just blow off somebody and finish the game off. But I ain't going to complain too much. We got to win. Four in a row. We're rolling. Uh, Vernon Butler. I'm, I'm just happy to see him out here balling. Two straight strip sacks. Um, McCoy. Two and a half, three sacks. Uh, I saw him out there smiling. No love for Damon Quincy down to the ground. I will say the Bucks' run defense is A1. I mean, yeah. it is true. Is crazy. Um, Ryan Barry, even though he did allow a lot of catches and got burnt right there at the end of the half, he got lucky on. I mean, he's clutch. He came in clutch. Uh, Ryan Barry's out here still <coughs> balling out. Um, I saw Eric Reed on the first, I think it was the Bucks' first touchdown when he ran it right in the air. I don't know what the hell Eric Reed was doing. He put his head down and just fell forward. I don't know what kind of tackling technique that was, but damn it. I mean, we won anyway, so it masked everything. Like, like, uh, like Greg says, winning masked a lot of stuff, but yeah, I mean, wow, four in a row. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Keep pounding. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Next call. Hey, Kyle from V again. I just want to real quick comment on our D-line. Our D-line is ferocious. Jameis Winston. He In was no time. Looking crazy. I mean, almost every play, there was two to three guys in this face every play. I mean, they were getting after him. We got some big boys down there on the line. They hungry, and we're going to let them eat all day. Keep pounding. Uh, Bruce Irvin, some, somebody just retweeted this by a Panthers reporter. It's a tweet from October 13th of – wait, no, it's from today. No, he just tweeted this. He tweeted, Bruce Irvin tweeted, ain't no fun if the homies can't get none. Boy, those homies got some today. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> guys. Rich again. Last call. We won. I had front row seats in the end. It was great. And we won because Jameis is terrible. Um, <laughs> yes, you're right. Jameis is terrible. Anyway, enjoy the night. Keep having guys. You enjoy the night, Rich Kingston, man. I was I am surprised his phone lasted this long. He was sending great pictures. He got down to the front row by the end, and he is absolutely right. Jameis Winston is terrible. What do you do if you're Tampa? We uh, You asked this question uh, to the guest last week, Cody, and that was, um, what do you, you know, how do you move forward with Jameis? Today was not a step in the right direction. It was a step closer to them seeking a new solution. Yeah, I mean, listen, if, um, you know, and I think he even made the point of saying that, you know, you don't, if you're Bruce Arians, you don't come on for just uh, one, one year's crack at, at, at Jameis Winston, he was saying that they might franchise tag him, but at this point, I mean, it, it's it's too bipolar. You're going to have a game like he had against the Rams and then a game like he had against us where he was just – I mean, dude, he thought Luke Kicklier was a receiver, okay? I mean, he, he didn't see him at all. He didn't right, see him at all. The five and the nine, dude. Like, he didn't see him. I you mean, could tell. He was the whole play. Luke knew where the play was going. If you go back and watch that play – Luke is yelling to the defensive back or to the other linebacker 
as the play snapped, right? He's reading the motion and he's saying, go that way. And he is running that way. And Jameis Linson, his eyes were going from left to right. And he threw the ball without looking right. And man, Luke Keekley was just going the right direction. He was there. That's a, again, Luke Keekley knows what the hell is going on. Yes, it does. I mean, he puts in all those time, uh, all that time in the film room. I mean, that guy is the quarterback of the defense. I mean, he is a weapon on the field. Uh, you, ha- you have to love Luke, man. You can't ever say anything bad about Luke. All right, Even if he misses a few tackles, he deserves it, man. Yeah, you're, you're listening to the C3 Panthers postgame show. The number is 252-228-5098. Don't forget, we're live on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m., the longest-running Panthers podcast out there. Go ahead and support the show by smashing the thumbs-up button, participating in the chat room, and checking us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Next call. Hey, 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 you already know who it is. It's your boy out in Utah. Let's go, baby. Let's go. My African potatoes <laughs> to celebrate, baby. We nice. <laughs> we nice. We nice, boys. Let's fucking go. Where do I start? Let's start with Kyle Allen, game manager. All right, that's cool. He managed the game, had some beautiful throws. Beautiful throws. I ain't gonna lie, he had some beautiful throws. But at the end of the day, this this offense. I'm still waiting on Cam. I'm still waiting on Cam. That's that's my brother. I'm still waiting on him. Kyle had a great game. Let's talk about this Carolina front seven. My God. This call is awesome. Yeah. Might be the best defense Carolina's ever had, let alone the best front seven. Are you brothers starting to believe G-Baby over here? Can, can, can I get some props? Like, come on, fellas. Let's he go. didn't call it. we got the best defense in the NFL, led by the best defensive player in the NFL named Luke Petri. My God. <laughs> Let's go. I just wanted to get on here and say keep counting, baby. And I'm over here in Utah with my Carolina Panthers flip-flops, baby. I like it. Rest up. I like get it. Dante Jackson rest up. Get Trey Turner rest up. Let's get all the, all the fellas rest up. And let's go get this dub in motherfucking champ. France, baby, let's go. Let's do it, boy. I love that dude. Oh, what a Let's call. Go. That's nice. That call was nice. <laughs> All his calls are fun. Oh, every love single it. time. And listen, man, hey, I'm with him. Okay, listen, I don't care what the stats say. I don't care what the numbers say. Best defense in the NFL, damn it. Fight me, bro. I like it. All right, next call. Oh, go ahead, Greg. I was going to say, Gardner mentioned just through interceptions. Uh, he I falls out of that. He falls out of that quarterback ranking uh, where Allen and Tom Brady are at of throwing 150 passes and not uh, not throwing interceptions. So I think he's like two or three quarterbacks now. Allen is that hasn't so. thrown interception. That oh god, so. Ted Ginn is still fast. Mm. All right, yeah, uh, I'm about to do the same thing you are. <laughs> next call. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Tony, Cody, everybody at the C3? It's your boy Carolina King calling in, checking. What's in. up? Man, what's good, game. brother? I love the way that defense is starting to gel. Offense is looking good. Kyle's hitting everybody around, taking some of that load off of Christian, which is <laughs> very much so necessary. Woo! Chase, uh, Blackburn, though, with the special teams coaching. That false start flinching is going to cost us a little bit. It's going to be so handy for us to come play off. Watch and see. Ross Cockrell is one of my MVPs, and 
Elliot as well. Guys, I love the trajectory we're on. Four wins, baby. Let's go into this bye week ready. Y'all take it easy. Uh, great call there. And, you know, we are going into the bye week and, uh, and going back. I do want to reference two things. One from the previous call as well is that going into San Francisco – and in some ways, we are, have been concerned about that team. They're a team that I believe is still undefeated. Do they have any losses? I think mm-hmm. they're still undefeated. They haven't I, lost yet. yet. I want to caution, though. I went back and looked at them. They have played some trash-ass teams. Oh, gosh. Who just scored a touchdown? 28. Oh, uh, Murray just runs Saints. in touchdowns for the Saints. But I, I, I'm not as worried as as some were after watching that Browns game with San Francisco because they have played bad teams this year. So we're going to be their probably their truest test. And I do want to reference Jetta Jor talking about in the chat room that Vern, the the move to a 3-4 has been a help to Vernon Butler's career. And yeah. I mean, and and obviously he's he thankfully for him KK getting hurt may have saved his career. It, it really. Uh, I mean, listen. Even if uh, even if it doesn't sign with Carolina, uh, I mean, he's at least made it to the point. I think uh, you know, unless he falls off a cliff the rest of the season, he's done himself a favor. Uh, even if he uh, uh, if he doesn't resign with us, I mean, someone's gonna kick tires on him. And uh, mm-hmm. I do agree, man. Kwan Short being out, this was his time to step up, and he's done just that. And I, I'm not. You know, we're hard on players that don't perform well. But at the end of the day, if you're a Panther, man, I'm pulling for you. I want you to be kick-ass because that means you're kicking ass for us. So yeah. shout out to Vernon Butler, man. We've been hard on him, but, I mean, he's, he's out there doing the damn thing, man. Two forced fumbles. Uh, he's playing incredible. Don Tari Poe is also playing better. Man, Don Tari Poe yeah. is the true definition of a zero-tech nose tackle. And look at him. Just look at him. I mean, all you got to do is look at him, and we could all told you that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is he, he's the bouncer today. They got in a fight. Somebody was fighting today between the the Bucks, and it was like with Keekly or somebody. And Poe gets in between these guys, and he's grinning, and he's just smiling. I'm gonna tell you, this guy, he's like nobody's gonna mess with me. I'm 400 fucking pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you know, Cody, this all goes back to something you were talking about before earlier in the season about how you can't really know what a team is until about week six or seven, I think you said, yes. week six. That's my and and I agree with you on that. And, and kind of what I was saying, too, that the offensive line and defensive line need a few weeks to gel. And once they do, you really see what kind of team you have. And all that's starting to fall together. I was going to bring up the same point that I'm going to call him Jedi, Jor, because I don't know what <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it, but it says Jedi in it, and I'm a geek, so. Naturally, I loved it. But I was going to bring that point up as well right before, before uh, Tony did about uh, Butler, about the comment in chat, because he's right, man. It, you know, Cody, you were right, and I you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was a little bit right. It, it takes a while for these things to gel, and we're yeah. starting to see what our team is really about, and hopefully this is what the future is going to be. So, I think I what one like, good news about the offensive line is that somebody, somebody said this recently on the podcast. We were talking maybe Jacksonville, the beat writer from Jacksonville, and that the offensive line hadn't been the same group of guys for from more than two weeks in a row yet. 
And I think we saw finally, you know, we, we've had some of that issue there on our offensive line. And maybe, and I don't know, is that maybe just the, those guys continuing to play? And maybe that makes it easier for the coaching staff, too, just knowing what you got a little bit more and how to prepare for that rather than not knowing what the hell you got a guy. And then all of a sudden you got to put in a new guy. What do we got to change schematically about it? So, yeah, is that I like the good news about our defense, and this was my point earlier, too, is that this is it's good. We, we should be getting better from week to week, and we're doing that. You know, we're getting better. We haven't just seen this flash. We are, we saw that from our defense last year. Do you remember our defense kind of flashed, but we flamed out real quick after the beginning? And yeah. and I think that this feels different. This feels like a team that's going to be better. It feels like it's we, building. Yes, yes, exactly. It's culminating into success. All right, let's go to the last couple of calls. Yo, what's up, Tony, Cody, everybody? Did we listen to this one already? Boy, Carolina King calling yep. in. Yep. All right. What's good, everybody? This is Joe, Joe from Oregon. Man, I'm so happy about this W. I'm drunk as fuck. I've been up to shit. Um, fucking amazing, man. Like, I know it's Tampa Bay, but defense showed the fuck out. Jerry McCoy had a good game. I'm glad he got his revenge against Tampa Bay. Yeah, he did. Kyle played a decent game. He didn't fumble. Um, and he got some other people involved, which is finally what I wanted to see. Um, he could have been better, obviously. But same time, he got the W. That's all that matters. Break time. Go to the bye. Come back against the Niners. Um, yeah, man. Great, great defensive. Great defensive game. Fucking great defensive game. Um, man, that's all I can say. Uh, keep pounding. Can't uh, wait to watch y'all later. And, uh, yeah. Keep pounding. Let's go. Fantastic call. Just eat a little yeah. bread, take a power nap, and you'll be back up for the night game. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going. Last call of the night. Hey, you guys are awesome. Just love you. Love to listen to your stuff. You're, Thank you for the support. Great info, man. Love it. Uh, Special K here. Yeah, our defensive line is nasty, man. They are nasty. They're killing that pocket. It's just so much fun to watch. Uh, I, I thought Bradbury was great. I, I love the guy. Two freaking interceptions. Was killer. Yeah, they, they were shooting it over to him. And Evans is a freaking great receiver, and he was getting him, but Bradbury would be right on him, right on him and tackle him. Even if he slipped, he'd jump back up and be right on top of him. Uh, you know, uh, the Bucks they had the strong run defense again. Uh, after seeing what McCaffrey and Bonifant did last week against the Jaguars, they were bringing that run defense, and they were solid. I mean, I wish our O-line would be able to open it up a bit more, and I wish that we were putting some heavy bodies to bash them. But we didn't do that. And, uh, but the offensive line did a great job with the pass protect. Uh, was my man Daly on the left tackle side again? If, if he was, loving that, loving what he did. And, um, if we get him and Greg Little rotating, if Little gets back on the field, I think it's going to be awesome. But, uh, hey, keep counting, guys. Really appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you, Special K, for that call and the support, guys. Is, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about here, and that's the final call of the night, Cody. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and just end with the dab on them, folks, and final comments, right, or if if necessary. So um, are there, does anybody have any presiding comments to go over to put the cherry on the top for this win before we get into the dab on them pick of the week? I mean, I just want to say that we, we did the unthinkable. I mean, Tony, you and I are on, we're on video yeah. on multiple shows yeah. saying that if Cam Newton goes down, the season's over. Our season, yep. Well, Cam Newton went down and we've gone 
four or what four and zero in that time. Four, I mean, that's yeah. crazy, yeah. man. It's so amazing. I mean, it's, it's that's a credit to coaching. Yeah, it, it's a credit to coaching. It's a credit to Kyle Allen, uh, who has, I mean, for for what has been placed on his shoulders and the amount of experience and his undrafted position. I mean, the dude stepped up. Yeah, stepped up in a way that we didn't think anyone was going to be able to. People were saying that Will Greer was going to replace Cam Newton, and Will Greer didn't beat out Kyle Allen. Kyle mm-hmm. Allen did his damn thing. So shout out to this tenure man going into the bye, four and two for one game back behind the Saints. Dude, uh, you cannot ask for more. Yeah, I, I got nothing. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah fellas said, I mean, I'm excited. At this point is that the the idea that this team uh, is is ready to make some noise is is an is a great feeling to me. And uh boy, I'm telling you, Ron Rivera is is doing about everything he can do to keep his job at this point. You know, after yeah. starting out 0 and 2, losing Cam, building this defense, it's going to be hard unless we just fall off a cliff at this point. But if the Panthers get – if we have a winning season this year, I think Marty and Ron coming back. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I think you got they to at this to. point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've they've done a lot. And um, and going to I, – I actually, I'll say this, is that going back to the shift, my thing is this 3-4 defense is exciting. I think it fits the NFL. Uh, the, the NFL – Right now, I think it, it fits the type of players that are coming out of college. I think you can find guys that fit that skill set a little bit more. And and you got to remember that it has to be anchored by a guy like Poe or Love in the middle. Those bit You need the fat guy in a 3-4. You need the Vince Wilfork. And if you have the personnel there, you can really put some exciting pass rushers on the field and just sick them. And it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun to watch. In fact, listen, that's a perfect segue, man. My my dad. Here, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I just like doing it, man. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. In that, in that. Dab on them folks. They like seeing it. Tell me what to do. Dab on them folks. All right, Cody. Dab on them. Dab listen, on him. man. I just like hearing listen, Cam guys, say that. I'm a, uh, listen, uh, uh, normally we just pick one player, but I'm dabbing on them Sack Street boys. I mean, look, that front seven is dangerous. I agree with our fan from Utah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the train of this is the best front seven, the best D-line in the NFL, best defense overall. Man, they're getting home. I, I mean, pressure on almost every single snap. Dude, we're doing Big things on Sack Street, man. Let's go. Jeff, who you got? Uh, well, Cody took mine, so I guess on the ah, fly, sorry, I'm going to have to go asshole. with uh, Kyle Allen. I mean, uh, like uh, like Greg said earlier, Tampa Bay asked you to to beat a, to ask Kyle Allen to beat us because they just shut down McCaffrey, and he, he he answered the call. I mean, he was dropping it in the basket. He was It wasn't just these short little dump-off throws. He was throwing yeah. it second and third level and putting it on the guys. Yeah, and, and if uh, Jarius Wright catches two of those, all of a sudden he has an ex- exceptional game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so dab on him for Kyle Allen. Greg, who you got? Who's your player of the week? Uh, player of the week, I have to go with uh, Curtis Samuel, man. I got to dab on him. Ah, nice, really thank talked you. I about him much this game, yeah. but he came, he came up big, big this yeah. game. 
Fantastic. And, uh, you know, two touchdowns. It's the, yeah, I, I can't. He's a, everything. He was in my flex to today. Be. He was in my flex today. Thank Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm killing it in fantasy, man. I'm killing it in fantasy today, so I'm having a great day. But, I had the Panthers yeah. defense uh, today. That my dab on. Today in my yeah, Yahoo League, in my Yahoo League, I had the Panthers defense. I had Curtis Samuel, and I had Mike Evans. And I was with that two point conversion. I was like, yes, I'm so glad he got it. Now, my dab on him player of the week goes to, I'm dabbing on Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy came out and roasted his old team early, almost to the point where I thought he was enjoying it a little bit too much. But when he was getting out there and looking at the sideline, good God. I was like, poor Gerald. He even pointed over to the sidelines after his uh, He was enjoying it a lot. But, Gerald, you deserve it. Get after your old team. That's If anything, we brought you here for two games, and this game is one of them. You didn't do it in the first one. Way to get him out, get a dab on him in this one. All right, you're listening to C3 Panthers post game. The Panthers have moved. We're on four, a four game win streak. We are now what four and two? Four and two. Four and two. Four and two. We have a, a long one. Now we have a bye week, which is a long one now. And then we're going to be coming back and playing. We're going to be on the road playing the San Francisco 49ers. We, however, will continue to be here on Tuesday nights live at 9 p.m., breaking it all down. And as you know, we're going to have to talk about some of the discussion that was on the on the game uh, or the panel trying to create the quarterback controversy. We'll do that. We'll be looking about how the Carolina Panthers are going to try to get in the division where they're at maybe will they have to fight for a wild card will depend upon these new orleans saints but until then guys you keep pounding cody how can they hit you on twitter at cody lax c-o-d-y-l-a-c uh you can check me out hit me up talk about anything also do me a favor c3 fans go check out hustle hands llc on twitter I've been working a lot with them lately. I'm going to be working with them some more. It's an apparel company. They got some kick-ass graphic tees. Go ahead and get you some and uh, drop that Twitter account a follow. I like that Crunk AF one. I think yeah, they've got no, t-shirts. Yeah, cr- no, yeah. Yeah, 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 I got those. those. Um, now, also, uh, Jeff, if you need to talk to Jeff, make sure you just at Cody. That's it. That's how you can talk to Jeff on Twitter. Uh, and it's called Hustle Hands is the name of the yeah, Hustle, the brand. Hustle Hands uh, LLC is the official Twitter, but if you just type in Hustle Hands, it'll come up. And give it a follow, check out their merch. Awesome shit. All right, Greg, how can they get after you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter, uh, spelled just like it sounds. You can also get a hold of me through my other show at SCS Podcast 1 on Twitter. It's a super civil service podcast. What's coming uh, out tomorrow? Hit me up. I'm going to talk about... What's coming out tomorrow? Don't you drop one on Mondays? Uh, tomorrow is the commentary review of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. All right, tomorrow. excellent. So, All right, yeah, I don't and talk about it, but perfect. Go and subscribe to that podcast. It's a fun a listen for people that are into. Um, well, you know what? It's just fun. It's about movies and life and fun, guys. My name's Tony Dunn. You can find me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Don't forget to call into the podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Thanks for everybody's support of the show. And hey, sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. We're out of here. <laughs> Later, people. All right. Later, it is over. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.